We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Was Fernando Rodney on the mound? I'm not Chris Berman. Um, I am. <laughs> yeah, he goes. Whoop. This is a bonus episode, and we're pre-bonus. Gonna, it's a pre-bono. Pre what? Pro-bono. What is happening? We're already off the rails because it's a bonus episode. <laughs> There's no rhythm whatsoever. Uh, no, that was supposed to be a siren because it, I'm funny and not really. But it's an emergency beer news podcast. That we have to get to today. We're releasing it late Wednesday night. Uh, we still have a podcast coming tomorrow. It is an In the Bruce podcast, our second one. So we had to jump in with these because these two big stories broke in the last 48 hours and we recorded the other one on Monday. No, so, I am not drinking hazy IPAs. I promise. No, he's only drinking the biggest hazy IPA brewer in the state at the moment. <laughs> but it's a clean West Coast IPA. Yes. <laughs> um we have two big pieces of breaking news here on Beers on Us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris with you. Thank you for listening. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio.com. That's where you can find us. 1080thefan.com. Social media, at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, at PDD085 on Instagram. The usual. But we've got big, big breaking news to get to that we did not record in our In the Bruce segment or podcast tomorrow, so we, we're giving it to you now early. And the first of which... Is massive news in the industry. Massive and massive news in this city. I would say, ma- I would say, massive on the city scale, and I would even go as far as saying the state of Oregon, the Pacific Northwest, and maybe even the West Coast. Yeah, absolutely. And the second, we're not going to say yet. We're gonna we're gonna get to it as the second part of the podcast. But it's also a big piece of breaking news that's a it's close to our hearts, and it's uh, more of a local story. It's a local story, and it's podcast related too. So that's coming yeah. up. Uh, not about our podcast, but it's tied to our podcast. That's coming up in a second. But we have to start. Widmer Brothers Brewing announced that they are closing their pub and their tap room. And that was weird. The lights just went off. Yeah, that when was I strange. said that. Well, we've never done a podcast this late. I know. I think they probably like reset the power or something. Are we still recording? Yeah, the recording's working. Still on. It's still on. All right, baby. Widmer Brothers Brewing. The things we do for you guys. Close. <laughs> Closed is closing its pub slash tap room. The pub was already kind of closed. They yep. only went to beer. And that happened, what, in 2017? That happened yeah. last year. Last year? I think it was last year. I Maybe was, 2017. I think it was 2017. I used to have an employee that doesn't work for us anymore that uh, uh, he had a he had his roommate work there. And then it was a full restaurant, full kitchen. We had gone, yeah. Yeah, and they had closed that and just decided to do a tap house and with they had like snacks. music and stuff yeah, yeah live music and events and stuff like and that and they have now decided to close that so Widmer Brothers Brewing one of the OGs we have mm-hmm. discussed them at length in in a couple of our episodes many times we had their hef during the OG beers episode it's actually a really good beer will not have a place that you can drink their beer anymore you will still be able to get their beers they will still brew and distribute and do you know, the big 
big beery kind of things where you still can get all your beer out there and it's fine. But you can no longer go to their place and grab a beer. And that's kind of where it's I'll weird. St- yeah, that's kind of where I'll start. Um, Mike and I try really hard on this podcast to be informative. We're not in the game of saying this people, these people suck. We don't like them. Uh, these people are great. Nothing's better than what they do. We try really hard to be non-biased, to be more reporting, and not have opinions. This might be the first time that I'm willing to let like a true, honest opinion fly. And I only speak for myself. I do not speak for Mike Lynch. I do not speak for those that put this podcast on or anybody that's previously been on this show. This is maybe the worst decision that could have ever happened to Widmer. In fact, I will go as far as saying that this will be the death of Widmer Brewing, brother. Widmer Brewing. Because as such, as such a staple in this town... As somebody that has worked hard to be somewhere in this town, it's not about the employees that don't have jobs anymore. It's not about anything like that. You no longer have a place in which people can get your beer directly. You have been losing money. You are producing other beers for other brewery labels. You are half-owned by Big Beer. You already have things going against you. The last thing you had going for you was to be able to create an atmosphere for people to come in and drink your beers. You have a pilot brew system where you say, okay, there's a bunch of these one-off batches that are going hit, to hit the area in the spring. Well, guess what? If I taste those at a place that has dirty dirty lines, what what is that going to do for me? If I'm somebody that is that knows nothing about beer... That comes to Portland, and I've had the Hayfa because I live in St. Louis, Missouri, and that's all I want to try when I go there. Guess what? I no longer have a place to go. In my opinion, the name Widmer, that brewing facility will never go under because it's got too much money. It's too much great things. The name Widmer will die. Kona's a bigger brand now. Red Hook breaks even, and Widmer loses money. And I hate to say this. There are people over there that I know, that I respect, that I really like. But from a conglomerate level, this is what happens when you let big money come in. Because restaurants, tap rooms have an overhead that conglomerates, that corporations don't want to deal with. They'd rather make beer, put it in package, put it in stores, and make money that way. And that is corporate America. And that is why you will no longer be able to walk into a Widmer tap room. And to me... I, I hate to say it, but sorry, not sorry. Well, we And again, even... I apologize. I, I try really hard not to be negative or or any of that kind of stuff, but this is just something big beer grinds my gears. And and the Braff, the Craft Brewers Alliance, the, the Widmer Kona Red Hook thing teetered the line, but teetered it a little too far than I'd like. And this this is where it stops for me. The we haven't even done the big beer episode, which we have in the notes. Which I'm scared to because of the three-minute rant I just went on. Well, it's okay. I mean, it's it's something that will need to be discussed eventually, and it's okay to be emotionally attached to craft beer and not yeah. like that big beer buys out beer. I mean, I, um, I, I grew up in this. I grew up in this town. Um, I work in this town. This everything everything means the world to me. I'm I'm super scared about the 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 second topic we have to talk to because it's some you know I'm scared I'm going to break down and cry in the middle of it because this stuff means a lot to me. And when 
And when you decide that this is the route you're going to go because of financial reasons, when you're making hundreds of thousands of barrels of beer a year and you've decided that a tap room is financially not worth your interest, that's a slap in the face. Well, so my opinion on this is, one, that brewer, that that pub or tap room was in the worst location. Worst. To me. Like, that's... There's nothing else around it, almost nothing else around it, and it's kind of hard to get to. So when I went, I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of close to Moda Center, I suppose. There's some, there's a bar up the street. There's a little restaurant hub down the street. It wasn't in a great spot. So for me, I only went to Widmer once as a, as a customer uh, going to their pub. I went once for an event at their bigger space that they have like events in. But once I went to the pub, to the pub, we didn't go back. Not because we didn't like it. Actually, the food was pretty good, uh, but it was just not that convenient. It wasn't easy to get to. B, kind of what you're saying. In a city that so loves craft beer and so gets behind small new breweries, if you're a big guy in the city, and you're still making the beer and you still have a restaurant. You still have a place that people can congregate. People will still come to you without a doubt. Even if you're in a hard to reach location, in my opinion, um, once you close that, the local connection is gone. Absolutely gone to me. Now Widmer is just supermarket beer. It's not a Portland brewery. It's not a place that's local that I can be like, Oh look, I'm supporting Portland beer. It's a supermarket beer. That sits on shelves across the country and makes a good half and started. It was pioneers in the industry and has a great history behind it. But, I drank a ton of Drifter when that was a thing, and then they stopped making that for whatever reason. But now it's going to start losing the Portland connection, and that sucks. And I understand that if you sell to Big Beer or sell part of your company to Big Beer, that that could happen but hell there's other examples of places that are still open 10 barrel they're they're killing it at that spot they got Doing the upstairs, just fine. upstairs deck they're they got the they the, got a place in boise they got a place in bend the new place in bend is doing just fine i don't you can still do it so and to your point to your point of location uh white eagle from mcminimins up the road's doing just fine laboratory just up the road same street Doing just fine. Go up a little farther. Take a right. Ex Novo. Doing just fine. Take a left up the street and go up the hill. Ecliptic is right there. And then you're at Mississippi. It might seem like a bad location. To me, it felt like it was. To to you, it might have felt. But there are people around you doing well. And to say that it is a financial decision, that this is not worth worth, uh, the, the money and time you're putting into it, I call BS. Especially because I have a source close to me that is that that said they were there the other day and saw a giant team of salespeople going out to a five star dinner. So if that's where you want to spend your money on a five star dinner for eight people instead of keeping a tap room afloat, your priorities are clearly corporate America. And guess what? In the state of Oregon, especially in the city of Portland, we have zero time for corporate America because beer is the common person thing. Craft beer in this city is blue collar. And when you've decided you're no longer blue collar, buy. 
Like 10 barrels sold, but they try, they at least try to put on a facade that they're still with us. You know, Whitney's over there and she's, she's a fantastic brewer. And that is probably what keeps us going to that brewery is that we love and respect her and we want to taste her beers and we're excited for the beers that she's going for. Even if the people ahead of her that pay, that pay her bills and take the money from the pints we buy, we still respect her. This, you lost it. You lost everything. Like... You had a chance to stick with it, and it it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm out. I'm out. Well, uh, you did have one. I, I only speak for myself. You, Again, I don't speak for you, Mike. I don't speak for anybody I'm associated with or anything like that. I just speak for myself. You are much more strong opinionated about the big beer stuff than I am. Probably because I'm from here, right? But I, I agree with some of what you're saying. And I mean, I said it myself. Like you, you lose that connection to the city, and then all of a sudden what happens to you, right? And I kind of feel like that's going to happen eventually with Widmer. It's not going to be immediate, but it'll happen eventually. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to say the Widmer name dies, but who knows? You never know. Um, you did say there was a positive about this, at least something good that they did with the closing. Oh, oh yeah. The good thing is is, is after they shut down the, the gastro pub, they did keep on some people, and it sounds like some of those people that are still in, in the tap room will move on to some other positions within the company. And that I like. I mean, I think one of the biggest thing that scares me about any of this stuff is people losing jobs. Because those people, they don't reap benefits by upping barrelage by 50,000 barrels a year or... Uh, or 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 a buyout, you know. Only only the full sale kids know what a buyout actually feels like, because those are the people that actually got paid out because they're employee owned. So I am glad to know that some of the people that work there are being offered positions other places within the company, because putting people out of a job just because you've made poor business decisions and have decided something's not worth your time and effort is not cool. It's another thing that rubs a lot of people the wrong way in this town. Is just saying, I don't have time for you, so good luck. It's just, it's surprising. It's surprising. It's the same, we talked about it when uh, Portland Brewing is closing down mm-hmm. their restaurant. They're gonna they're only going to sell or distribute their beer. Um, luckily, they have the name Portland in their name. Yeah. But I feel similarly about that where it's like, I've you, all... start, you start to lose that connection with the people. And it becomes more about just the money i've always thought in this town in my early days of learning about craft beer the thought of the big boys you know the deschutes the mcminimins the bridgeports of the world uh that if you worked for them in a higher capacity that told me job security and now i highly question that not for those guys specifically because i don't know how their operations work i don't know what their futures hold but to see Widmer going down this path makes me think, hey, you know what? Working in large breweries is kind of scary because you can be, you know, I, I I met a guy today that used to be a sales guy for a, a pretty big time brewery. And he was let go because why should I pay this guy 60 grand a year when I can pay a college kid 30? And that's what happens when you get to that side. And that's that's that all size. industries too, though. Yeah, and they're not even sellouts. And so the early naive days of me thinking working for those bigger boys was a great idea kind of gets scary now. Yeah. Because you could be lost in any minute. Well, that's that's a big piece of news, number one. Widmer Brothers Brewing closing Oof. its pub and tap room. And I they need will, a cigarette. They will now only distribute their beer. 
Another really, really big piece of news breaking today, which is one of the reasons we're doing this emergency podcast today. Yeah, what do we call this? 911? Uh, yeah, it's the 911 Emergency <laughs> Beer News Podcast. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. And uh, that is that uh, Saravesa is going to be sold. And it's a place that is now very near and dear to both of our hearts. It was before I started the podcast, but I've now been back like seven times since we've done the podcast. And we have uh, Sarah Peterson on the line with us right now. So first of all, thank you for hopping on on such quick notice there, Sarah. And I guess the first simple question is why? 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 Um, because I, I am a mom with two kids and I'm a, a wife of an awesome husband and that comes in addition to being a sole proprietor of a business, and it's been an amazing run. And I just realized, like, you know, I realized over the last couple of years, you can't just do everything awesomely. And uh, I, I think it's ready for me. It's a good time for me to focus on my family and myself. So. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of us understand this. I think those of us that know you within this industry, within this business, know that, you know, you're 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 not a BSer. You don't you don't fake it. You're you're probably of of all the people I've come across in this biz, you're probably one of the most genuine, down to earth, not gonna lie, not gonna candy coat anything. And so it makes sense that you wanna you wanna do this. So it's kind of exciting that you're ready to endeavor into something different. And frankly, that's the best reason to do it is for your family. I mean, if there's a oh, reason thanks. to 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 leave a business is to spend more time with your family. Well, you know, I, when I started Cerveza, I always believed that that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. That was going to be my job. Um, you know, and I, and, I, and I started the business for that reason, for me to have a job and for me to give jobs to other people. And, and you just realize over the course of time, sometimes your jobs change. And having kids is a heck of a job. Um, and I didn't anticipate that. And when you... After having two kids and you wrap your heart around them, you know, you just, you got to figure things out. So I'm so proud of Saravesa, for sure. Um, but it's grown up and my kids need me while they grow up. It's their turn. So you said there you wanted to give people jobs. What, what does this mean for your staff and for the, for the people who have been by your side for the whole time? Are they receptive to this? Are they happy about it? Or what, what's, what's that going to mean for them? Oh, thanks for asking. Like, that's the most important. That was the most important for me, or question for me too. This has been for me. It's 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 a hard process, and there's been a lot of grieving and worry too. You know, wanting to make sure that your people end up in good hands, and um, they have been receptive. I think part of it is because they're a solid team, and and they look forward, and and they know that a lot of a lot of it has to come from them, and. They want to carry on the mission of Saravesa, which has always been about great food and solid beer and awesome hospitality. Um, but they know that that's, that's in their hands. And um, I think they're all looking at it as an opportunity and, and a new chapter for Saravesa. Um, but I know I shed a couple tears today, and, and I know a lot of them are also have some sadness, but um, as you should. Right when when there's a change, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited for them as well. So hopefully, they, they there's new opportunity for for everybody here. 
Uh, I I am trying really hard to view this as a, a, a professional standpoint, Sarah. I know we talked on the phone earlier today, and I'm 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 trying to hold it together here as 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 this uh, media member that I am in this point. But uh, like, I'm really excited. I'm once we're done with this, I'm probably going to roll up to your spot and have a beer and and BS with Todd there for a minute. Uh, My question, so before we get into the future, what could be the future surveys and and, and the the buyers and where they go next, I guess I want to kind of talk with you a little bit about what you're going to miss, what what are the things you love, what are the things you're the most proud of, and I guess I'll leave that kind of open to you. When you look back at the 10 years that you have ran this place, which is such a giant staple in the Portland scene, what are the things you're the most proud about? My customers and my staff. Um, it always comes down to the people, right? Um, and I guess, and, and, and also the, our industry relations. Um, it is a lot about people, and I guess that's what running a bar should be about or running a restaurant when you're trying to create a, a, a community. And and when you sell or leave, you essentially you know leave that day to day life, and and that's been a big that's that that that's tough. That's tough. Um, you know, I could say the beer, um, but I can still go to the grocery store and buy good beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know actually a place that I really get beer. Um, <laughs> but really, it's going to be all the people that I'm going to miss. Um, what am I most proud of? I'm I'm so proud to to have had a business that was able to stay open for 10 years and to be able to pass on something that's in really great condition. Um, you know, it's a well-oiled machine and um, there's lots of love there. And I, I'm very proud of that. I think, uh, how cool is it if you're somebody who lives in a town this size with this cool of a environment and there's a restaurant down the street with your name on it? I mean, I'm stoked. And you got and you guys had a a big name brewery make a beer solely for you just this year in Ex Novo. That's pretty badass too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ex Novo is pretty great. I thought you were gonna be talking about breakside there and our Wisco that they make as well. No, no, no. I was um, thinking about the the antlers and on the can, the, the vase of beer. <laughs> one, one of our one of our bang on the drum. Yeah, one of our beer of the weeks uh, was oh, the yeah, was right. the bang on the drum that we got excited that was bang made for for that. I try really hard not to just be a breakside honk here, but I guess we gotta since we got you into some some a little lighter. Do you do you think we can keep Wisco going? Like, do you think we can keep that rolling at the spot even though you're gone? I guess that's a question for for uh, Jeremy and Quinn, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, we we love Wisco. We love that it has our name on it and our with the Wisconsin name on it. And uh, I guess that's that that's a answer that the new owners have to to uh, agree on. I guess um, I, I from what I've heard and what and I talked to them, they want to keep everything the same. So perfect. That's good for all yeah. the customers too. Um, are you planning on doing? I know this. You just decided this very, very recently. But are you, have you thought of anything? Planning anything special before before you sign off at Vesa? Another event or oh or anything cool like that? You know what? Uh, I we've not talked about that. We've not thought about it. But in the last uh, three hours, I've been asked it about ten times. So 
I think I need to start thinking about it. <laughs> I, I, Sarah, I think there might be one or two people that would like to uh, hang out with you one more time. And I'm going to throw this out there because I've been told about Patrick or by Patrick about it, and I didn't get to partake the first time. That OG beers event that you guys had sounds really cool. If you'd like to throw another one, <laughs> just oh, selfishly thanks. for that, me, close <laughs> to my heart, that's for sure. Uh, so, so this brings us this brings us to the next. You know, tell us about. Tell us, you know, we we know the names, we know the people, but you have these obviously these more behind the scenes interactions. Tell us about uh, where where the what the future of Cerveza entails into what you know. Who are the new owners? Uh, how did you meet these guys? How did it come to fruition that these were the right people to turn it over to? Right. Well, it's Jeremy and Quinn who own Roscoe's, and Cerveza has been open for ten years, an amazing decade, but. Um, Roscoe's has been open for 12. So they've been around in, in this game longer than I have. And, and I met them at, when they, you know, when we first opened and they were patrons at Cerveza and, um, and then I would also go to Roscoe's. So I just known them through the industry and, you know, as fellow peers in the industry after some time, um, how, how did we get together on this is, you know, for me, it's like, who's gonna, who, if I'm going to leave, this I I I want surveys to be carried on and and when I look around and think about people who who I know have a similar idea or belief system in in what they do similar to what I do I, I definitely thought of them immediately and and it helps that they run kitchens um, because food is an integral part of Cerveza. and so we got together and and it was a pretty quick conversation. Well, for as someone who who had not been to Vesa before I started this podcast, A, I've told you this in person, but the amount of rave reviews we got about the Bottle Shop podcast when we had you on and we did it at Cerveza is is enormous. It's one of the most popular podcasts that we've done so far in our first 20, 30 that we've done. And then mm-hmm. second, it's a spot that as for someone who lives in Beaverton, I've made a point to go out there every single time I'm in the neighborhood. Going to the airport or oh, you're so sweet. going out last weekend, we went to Podna's pit down Killingsworth and I was like, oh, we got to stop at Vesa. We're going out to Killingsworth. I've gone so many times since we've done that podcast. And it's it that to me, it you should be so proud of that, that you got a guy who lives in Beaverton to make that decision to go to Vesa over many, many other places that are closer to my house because of the impact I felt going there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, it's, it's sad that you're selling it, but it's also... It's been a great, great experience for me learning more about beer oh, and, and learning good. about well, bottle shops. I hope you don't have to think twice about it in the future. I, uh, these guys are, are real excited about taking over the reins. They're, they're, they're pumped, and, and, and I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, so hopefully you feel the same next time you're, you, you need to go get some ribs. <laughs> well, I, 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 <laughs> as a man who lives down the street, I was there the night before that we're recording this. I'm probably going there after I get off because that's just kind of what I do sort of thing. Uh, my question is, Sarah, for you, uh, what what are you going to do to keep that that basic instinct inside of you about being part of the community do you have any sort of idea how you want to still keep a footprint because even though you may not be the owner of this 
you know, fantastic beer bar in the greater Portland area, I know you and I know to an extent you're going to want to find ways to keep in. Am I just waiting for three years for you to be inducted in the OBA uh, Hall of Fame or what are you going to do to keep yourself uh, part of the beer industry while you while you take this time with the fam? question patrick um well one thing i've been talking about for like the last three or four years to my husband is man what would it be like to be a regular somewhere so i'm i'm, I'm gonna take a stab at that Ooh, i love uh, it i love it <laughs> as a regular at your place i i love where your brain is i'm just like i'm you know to be to be on that side of the bar and to have a feeling of of home and and a place where you walk in and and no judgment. You're just there to, to unload and, and relax. Sounds really exciting to me. And then the other thing I, I've thought about, and I'm saying this out loud, aloud for the first time, and it's true, but I was thinking that maybe it'd be really fun to volunteer at some festivals. So those are, those are two things that I have thought about. So you're not afraid. You're not running away from us. You do want to stick around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not running away, um, and I'm not like I'm not going gluten free or anything. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't think you were crazy, <laughs> right? By I any mean, means, come on, bread's delicious. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, oh. Sarah Peterson, Sarah Vesa, deciding to uh, to sell after ten years running the place, and uh, she says it's going to stay. Basically exactly the same, which is great news for all the customers and, and the staff as well. Thanks so much for, for hopping on with us on such short notice on, on the day of the decision. Appreciate it so much. Oh, no problem. You guys are great. Thank you so much for all your support. Thanks, Sarah. We look forward to your future endeavors. And if in 10 years you get bored and want to jump back in this business, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that'd be willing to give you a phone call. Okay. And I need to get that beer with you too, Patrick. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Take care, guys. So yeah, that's that's the big uh, big news that's hitting us both close to close to the heart right now. You probably much more than me, but when you told me that, I literally felt my heart sink when you said that. And what I said to Sarah in the interview there is a hundred percent true. I wasn't just buttering her up or anything. I have gone there many times since we did that episode. It is not convenient for me. <laughs> it is nowhere near where I live. It is the opposite direction of where my normal work is to my home. And yet I have still gone back multiple times. And I brought my wife there for the first time probably like a, m- a month ago at this point. Uh, I think you actually came by that that mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Uh, it was after a Wazoo game, I remember. And Go Cougs. It was, and she liked it too. It was, and she's from Minnesota, so there's probably a little bit of the upper Midwest vibe that, that she grew to like. But it... This kind of sucks, but also when she said that she hopes and doesn't think much is going to change, maybe it doesn't really suck. Like, it's great that Sarah's making this decision for herself and for her family. I totally respect that, 100%. And if the new owners are, are willing to keep it mostly the same, then maybe it's just the next step of Sarah Vesa, you know? Uh, for me personally, uh, I, I, live, I live down the street, and I, I, I will want to tell the infamous story of the first time I ever walked in and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, there are very, very few people in this industry that I trust, respect, and appreciate more than Sarah Peterson. Um, Sarah does not beat around the bush. Um, Sarah will not float your ego. 
Um, Sarah is a very smart business business person, and she has built something that is absolutely fantastic. Um, I I trust her. I trust that. You know, of of course, I'm 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 very proud of her to kind of look and say, you know, like as somebody who has been in relationships that I that are no longer are no longer current anymore. And I think a lot of those have to do with some of my professions, some of my jobs that I've worked that I've spent, you know, a lot of time on for good reasons, but they have hurt myself in a personal way. And, and if Sarah tells me that, I believe her, I trust her. And when she tells me these are the people, when it's Jeremy and Quinn from the from the Roscoe's group, if those are the people she trusts to turn over to them, I, I believe her. I trust her. Um, I, I have spoken personally to a couple of the staff members today. You know, sure, there's a little uncertainty in the air, but but they're excited. They, they want to see, okay, okay, what's next? You know, how, how are we going to do this? I don't know how the neighborhood will react. I know this story broke today, and I spoke with a couple people that live in the neighborhood, uh, and it's, it, it's alarming, and, and not in a bad way, just in a— Well, I think initially it is a negative reaction, because when you hear the word of sold, you're going, so it's gone? Yeah. But no. Are we shutting this building down so it's trampolined and then becoming a, a, a apartments, you know, five right. stories high? No, 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 no. Um, but I think that's just a testament to what Sarah's done there is that is such a staple of North Portland as a person that's lived on Killingsworth for three years that has been going to her bar for six. Like that is a staple like that. It, that is when someone says, where's the best place to go on Killingsworth? It's not even a question. Like, that's the kind of spot. When people talk to me about the beer bars in town, where am I going to go to get a beer? Where am I going to go to buy a good package? Hey, I'm really looking for this, you know, B-bomb coconut. Where can I find one? My answer almost every time is go up to Cerveza. There's a good chance they haven't. If not, ask the bartender. They'll probably tell you it's coming in next week. It, it, it It's crazy. I... I tried really hard. I I almost didn't want to ask any questions in that interview with Sarah because Sarah's a friend of mine. Um, that place means the world to me, and I'm trying really hard not to be emotional about it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. She better throw a party. If she doesn't throw a party, I'm. We'll throw her. A party. We're gonna have words. You go to the rest of the staff <laughs> and say throw her a party. Yeah, we'll throw a party. And also. She loves dark beer, so she does more brownie points. For she me. likes malty beers, just yes. in general. Yes, um, there. I I have been very fortunate. I have sat down at times. There are times I used to go in there every Wednesday afternoon. I used to have Wednesdays off, and I used to go in there every Wednesday afternoon. And and every once in a while, you know, someone would walk in, like a distributor, like a smaller distributor that had a lot of beers from out of state, from out of region, Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, stuff like that. And she'd be like, "Hey, Patrick." I, I can't do this by myself. Will you sit in and taste beers with me? And it was, I'm not lying to you, one of the biggest compliments ever. And I was just a dude that sat at the bar and was a nice customer and drank IPAs mostly. And the fact that she would reach out her arm to me and say, hey, sit in, taste these beers. I want to know, is this going to sell? Is it not going to sell? Even though she was more than capable of doing it on her own. The fact that she looked at a customer, looked at a regular and said, hey, you're a part of this place. Help me out. Uh, meant the world to me. And that's why I have I have always volunteered at her events. You know, she said she was interested in volunteering for stuff like Sarah. Like 
if you're listening to this right now, you're the reason I volunteer. I like, I work in beer all day, every day. I have no desire to work in beer on my days off. I don't mind being a part of beer, but I don't want to work. But that was something I've always no brainer. I will volunteer for. I've worked the last three farmhouse and wild ale festivals. I worked two double IPA festivals. And if if she ever needed me, I always told her anytime. Well, that's it. That's our emergency. It's a soft spot, a soft spot in my heart. Uh, look, I, I've i been going there for months, not years, and it's still a soft spot in my heart, too. You know, mm-hmm. it's I, I feel it the same way, and I think that's just a credit to what, what she made. And that's what I said in the interview with her. It's a special place. She did a great job building a very family atmosphere. And yeah. To, to, bon, to, bon voyage. To end on a positive note, um, she is selling to Jeremy and Quinn, who who run Roscoe's. They are also they also own uh, Miyamoto, which is the ramen shop right next to Moscow, right, right next to Roscoe's, and Steinhaus, which is a German themed beer bar in Southeast. Um, and those those have done really well. I spoke to another friend of mine. Uh, who I work with every day, who is, you know, very much in the distribution game that knows all these places. And when I told him it was Jeremy and Quinn buying it, he kind of lit up. He was like, oh, no, really? That's probably a really great thing. And he knows he knows the the selling distribution game better than anybody in this town does. And for him, you know, obviously, you know, he has a great relationship with Sarah and all that stuff. For him to, his eyes to be excited and say, hey, his other places must be doing great if he's able to take on Sarah Vesa. When he said that, there was a little bit in me that kind of just relaxed a little bit. You know, I know everyone's scared. Like, are you, what are you going to do to my bar? Are you going to change my bar? But this is my bar. Don't mess with my stuff. Um, I'm not necessarily that guy. Because I'm always open to if something's going to be better, I'm in. Uh, but this one's probably a little more personal for me. But to hear someone say that makes me feel good. And I, I've i been texting back and forth uh, with some of the employees at Vesa, and they seem very positive about it. And if employees are in, if initial reaction from those that are, you know, full deep into the industry have a positive reaction, I, I think it's good. And the bottom line is I trust Sarah. I trust Sarah more than maybe anybody in this business. Well, there it is. That's our emergency 911 beer emergency thing that we've probably changed the name a hundred times since you've been listening to this, but it is... This is kind of fun. We've never had to do this. No, it's it's literally 9.42 p.m. on a Wednesday night, and we were just like, yep, got to record this right I, now. Yeah, I got I got the news uh, early this morning, and I instantly text you, and I was like, hey, Mike, I know... You know, the, the podcast is going to drop tomorrow. It's already uh, been recorded. It's already been. We recorded a couple days ago trying to get ahead of some stuff. And it's an in the news, in the bruise podcast. And, I know. And, it and, is, it's the timing that it is. It is and what it is, and but... with the two stories that have dropped over the last 48 hours, there was no way we couldn't step in if and, and, and let you guys know kind of our takes and just keep you up to date as the media is going to continue to circulate around these two stories. Well, we still will have tomorrow's episode dropping at 4 o'clock ish on uh, all the various things hopefully we're having some issues with the podcast at the moment so hopefully it's where you expect it to be um i guess if you're listening right now it is or it's you found funny. it there's in some the other stuff place. in there that we're like oh there's some sad things in it and it's like oh today's a little different yeah yeah it is um tomorrow we will be talking about a couple of 
uh, brewery releases that are happening, mm-hmm. as well as another brewery that is going up for sale um, that uh, we discussed earlier this week when we first recorded it. And we have our beer of the week next week as well, and a little bit of our BSing in the beginning of the podcast. So all the usual podcast stuff is still coming up tomorrow on our second In the Brews podcast. So check that out, 4 o'clock. Uh, and uh, thanks so much for listening tonight. It was it was it's breaking news. It's breaking beer news, and it's big news, and it's we got to get news. to it. So yep. thank you for for listening late tonight, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Deuces. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.